Previously on Those Were the Days. A gorilla was taking things a gorilla shouldn't need. I felt like a sleeper agent that was being activated. I think I'm more entertained by it now. That is a synapse that has not fired in 30 years. I've got thoughts about MathNet <laughs> for later. The Maltese Pigeon. I watched Amy once again reactivate. Crab and Crunch. Go away. Fingertip to fingertip is close to your height. Three, two, one, contact. I only know the theme song. I never watched the dang show. I just remember the song. There's not a lot of shows that we watch that make me feel like my childhood was completely inadequate. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. It's a beautiful day in podcasting, a beautiful day for a listener. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a podly day in this beauty cast, a podly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a listener just like you. I've always wanted to record a podcast just for you. So, let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my listener? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please, won't you be my listener? Love it. Hey, listener. Or hey, watcher. On the Twitch or the YouTubes. This is Those Were the Days, the podcast that looks back at classic TV that was and talks about it with modern eyes right now. So we're diving into educational shows, and if it wasn't easily apparent, this week we are talking about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Now, this is a show that I definitely need my neighborhood friends to talk about. And here with me are, from the electronics store two blocks over, Travis. I love the fact that Fred Rogers drinks pineapple juice. That, for some reason, <laughs> that just made my day. And that it only cost a quarter. Mm-hmm. That made me a little sad. And from the car shop around the quarter, we have Steven. I have been proposing a hypothetical question, my friends, of late. If you could replace the faces on Mount Rushmore with anyone in history, presidents or not, who would you pick? And the first pick for me was an easy one. Fred Rogers is going right up there in a prime spot. And from the sewing shop just down the street, Amy. I learned a lot of things from Mr. Rogers, but probably the one that comes up the most is the fact that I can say... I'll clean this up later if going to the bakery is an option. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, we're talking about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Is there anybody who doesn't have history with this show? Is there anybody that has <laughs> not watched it of this crew? My question is, did anybody else get really comforted when the opening theme started? When that opening theme started... I was instantly transported to my grandmother's living room. I knew the TV. I could see the TV that I was watching it on, sitting on a, the exact couch and the pattern that was the couch and watching this show. 
and listening, you know, having my grandma right there as well. Like, I, it's right where I went, and it was amazing. In my house, uh, Mr. Rogers was a unit of time measurement. So it's like, <laughs> when is when are we going to, like, when are we doing this thing? All right, well, it's going to be two Sesame Streets and a Mr. Rogers. Fantastic. Thank you. I understand these numbers. Yeah. For me, it was uh, arriving to, to kindergarten early. You would sit out in the uh, in the little. There's like a pod of classrooms, and you sit out in the center room and watch something on TV. Because this is before they put us at a gym to play ball. They put us down in front of the TV. It was the early '90s. Mm-hmm. This is magic. Uh, and you would watch one of a couple things. There'd be either Reading Rainbow would be on, or you would be watching Mister Rogers. So I was crisscross applesauce watching Mister Rogers on the rollaway TV. Nice. Yeah, I I don't have specifics like this is when I watch it. I just remember watching it all the time. Miss mm-hmm. Rogers and Sesame Street and Reading Rainbow. Um, Thanks, PBS. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. PBS. I'll give um, all my adult money to that place. Like, and, just, they've earned it. Well, and then we'll talk about it. Thanks, Mr. Rogers himself. Um, mm-hmm. So, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was a show that ran from 1968 to 2001. Now, there's been plenty of essays and interviews and now films and stuff that have told us all about Mr. Rogers. Um, I'm guessing a lot of us have seen those, too. So I'm not going to go into, like, the full history, but I think we need to do a little biography on good old Fred. Um, And then we'll dig into the episode we watched. So, So Fred McFeely Rogers, his full name, was born in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, near Pittsburgh in 1928. Um, he grew up and got his bachelor's degree in music in 1951. Now, he was thinking about going to seminary um, because he was, you know, a very religious guy for anybody who doesn't know. Um, but then he came home from college and TV was becoming a thing. And he knew it was something that he could do to serve and teach kids and that he was called to do that. So, right after that, he moved to New York to work for NBC. Um, but he kind of hated commercial television. So, we he moved back to... Yeah. So, he moved back to Pittsburgh, and he actually helped to found WQED, the first community-supported TV station in the country and the fifth public television station. Um, so he worked from then from 1954 to 1962. Um, and he worked on developing, he did a, a lot of stuff for the TV station, programming-wise, and developed his first show, which was the Children's Corner. Um, and it was had a lot of the bones of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, except he never was in front of the camera. He was always writing the songs and stuff, making puppets and everything. Um, And in the middle of all this, he decided, yeah, I kind of still want to do that seminary thing. So, like, during his lunch breaks, he would do courses um, for Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, and he got his Bachelor's of Divinity in 1962. He was ordained as a Presbyterian minister in 63 with a special charge to serve children and families through television. That's kind of so like, awesome. Yeah, yeah, like it wasn't just, hey, I want to go be a minister. It's like, hey, I want to be 
ordained to do this. And the church was like, cool, do it. So in 63, he moved to Canada. He worked for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, um, which was their public, public broadcasting. Um, and he created the show Mr. Rogers. Just Mr. Rogers. Um, and that was more of the precursor of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood because this is the one where he finally got the courage and encouragement to say, hey, you're good at this. Get in front of the camera. In 66, he came back to Pittsburgh and adapted what we know now and created Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And it was aired nationally in 1968. So, um, yeah. And um, <laughs> that was just the beginning of what he would do for children and for public broadcasting itself. So he was a champion for children, for talking to children about real issues, um, the mental health of children. He was also very much a champion of public television. Um, and one of the things he's most well known for is his testimony in 1969 before a Senate subcommittee that was considering cutting funding for public tele television. Um, you can see this. It's widely available on YouTube. Yeah, Definitely if anybody hasn't seen it, like you absolutely have to go watch it. It right. is real good. Go yes. watch it because they were considering cutting like $10 million. It was the, the transition from the um, Johnson to Nixon White House. Nixon had already said he was considering cutting the funding when he gets there. Um, but this subcommittee was headed by a senator named John Pastor. Think of Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. After two days of hearings, he wasn't impressed with anybody. And then Fred Rogers spoke. Now, you can tell when you watch the video, Senator Pastor had no clue who Mr. Rogers was. Okay, it's like a year after his show is airing nationally in this right. medium of TV, which, you know, isn't as in everybody's face the way it is today. Um, he'd never seen Mr. Rogers before. And you can watch how Mr. Rogers' testimony about attending to children, about teaching children and giving them something more than just people bonking each other over the head needs to be given to children. And it broke Pastor. Like, you could see the footage of him crying there as he's learning the simple things Fred Rogers is telling them. Congressional funding for PBS went from $9 million to $22 million. <laughs> and Pastor was was a well known like he was coming in like a hammer, mm -hmm. and it was he was it was known like you you're never going to get past him. He's ruthless. He's cutting everything, mm -hmm. and uh, so it speaks volumes to the the impassioned speech of Mister Rogers that they were able to turn to him, right? Um, and especially considering it was about just a little under seven minutes of testimony from Fred Rogers. It was not a huge, long speech. I think he had some information that he wanted to share, and he's like, you guys can read this later. Here's what I want to say. Mm -hmm. And he said Good his piece. Lord. The next year, Nixon and appointed Rogers as the chair of the White House Conference on Children and Youth. <laughs> so, all right. Well, so that's like a win in the Nixon call. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, oh, yeah. Uh -huh. one. <laughs> Nixon had a handful of things. We didn't get into it here, but he, he did have a handful of wins. So that's the kind of guy who was talking to and teaching kids on a 30 minute show for over 30 years. And we're all better for it. 
absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you think about that in seven minutes, seven minutes of Fred Rogers' time is like 35 words, uh, really. Yeah. <laughs> he was so slow and yeah. patient. Like, he didn't have to say a lot uh, in those seven minutes. Just what he said mattered a lot. Mm-hmm. So, that's who he is. And we watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood Season 7, Episode 7, according to Amazon. Um, number 1324. Um I was digging in, and it's, uh, this episode actually aired towards the end of season six. It was episode 64 of that season. You know. <laughs> like, Mr. Rogers didn't take that much of a break compared to other television shows. Um, the lives of the future is at stake in yep. his mind. Yeah. There was no time to take breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, we open the episode, as always... Mr. Rogers coming in, singing his song, which, again, as Amy said, was just a warm blanket to get I cozy do wonder, because I, like, when, when we started getting, like, smartphones with fun photo apps and Tilt Shift was, like, all the rage, and I was very into Tilt Shift. I mean, I still love mm-hmm. Tilt Shift. And so I was watching the opening when we're flying through the model of the neighborhood, and I was like, mm-hmm. is this why? <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a big reason, because I love miniature <laughs> photography anyway. And mm-hmm. and I'm with you on tilt shift is is super fun. It's great and to see this <laughs> these this little miniature neighborhood and just the camera flying around in there. And I was just like, oh oh, take me take me back and just mm-hmm. especially knowing how big that camera is. <laughs> yes, we're gonna do yeah. this. Yeah. Yes, yeah. There's actual tape in that uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. And it's it's one of those things where I haven't actually sat down and watched an episode in years. And I was like, oh yeah. There's the actual neighborhood that they go yeah. through. Like, I haven't watched easily many decades, but I knew every word to the songs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we open up. He gets on his sweater. He gets on his comfy shoes. And then he goes in and he, he shows us a star spinner. Just a little star yep. spinner. I'm like, what game is that for? But it wasn't he for got any... it yesterday. I, I don't, and I'm like, this is great. This is a thing I would do. Mm-hmm. Like, look, mm-hmm. I got this thing. <laughs> yep. Look at this yeah. thing. And I, <laughs> and that was the thing. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, what kind of board game does that go with? He's like, no, it, no board game. It's just this. This is you play with it. Check that out. was enough. Uh huh. For the for yeah. his demographic. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh, look at that cool thing. It's got colors and a thing that spins. Like. Mm-hmm. I want Fidget to make one of those ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. <laughs> he really knew what was up. And so then he goes, he's like, hey, why don't we draw a star here? I'll come teach you. And he goes over to his other. I want to call it a kitchen area because that's what I think of it it's with the house. Kitchen. I think it's um, the kitchen. Yeah, it's the kitchen, but it's he, got all kinds I of think, other stuff. I think he's cooked in there before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, no, I one of my notes was like the set when he walks down the stairs into the kitchen area. I'm just like it's yeah. like I'm just being assaulted left and right by these memories coming back mm-hmm. and <laughs> seeing that and just like yeah, I'm just it's just one after the other and you know the the camera pans over and you see the stoplight that was hanging on that wall and mm-hmm. he goes into the kitchen and you've got that old school refrigerator that's like built yeah. into the wall. 
the way it is sunk, sunk back well, like that. And I was just oh. right after the stoplight, he passes the fish, the fish tank, yeah, um, the fish with tank, the neon tetras. Yeah, he didn't feed them this time, but no, you know, which if if you've ever if you haven't heard the story, when he feeds the fish, like after a certain point, he specifically talks about feeding the fish because there was a little boy that rode in that was blind and was concerned that he wasn't feeding the fish. And so Mr. Rogers, after that letter, made it a point to every time he feeds the fish to specifically say he's feeding the fish so that those who couldn't see him would know exactly what he's doing. I wonder how much that impacted the rest of the show moving forward after he was given... Because Mr. Rogers, like, I'm sure we'll get into this, but one of the things that he is most well known for is the level of empathy Mm -hmm. uh, he had towards literally every human being on the planet. So when he hears someone is concerned... He's gonna address it yeah. because mm-hmm. he's going to take that on himself. And it's like if that were me, I would sure want to know that the fish were being fed. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder what other actions he started taking to better provide blind kids or blind anybody really with with the visual, you know, or the the, the audio description of what I'm after. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you were to go back and watch after that, how much stuff he'd say, like, oh, you know, and you probably wouldn't notice if you have sight. That he's even doing it, right? right. But how much sports casting he's doing of his own actions to help provide that just popped in my head. Like that could be that could be an interesting study mm-hmm. and how it impacted his stuff. It reminds me of another another one in the in the good guy pantheon that I'm sure will turn up on this show eventually. Um, Bob Ross, who mm. spoke to someone at, at, at I forget if it's a letter or an event or whatever. And the person was like, listen, I love what you do, um, but I, I can't paint. I'm colorblind. And so he did one in all black and white. He's like, let's go. No problem. Yeah. Not nice. a problem. You can absolutely amazing. do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, so here he teaches us how to draw stars and teaches us how to draw stars with more than just five points. But he makes a, a note to say five lines, mm-hmm. five points for this star. Let's do one mm-hmm. with more. Hey, six lines, and then we have six points. Okay, r- real quick. When he pulled the paper and that marker out, did anyone else immediately smell that permanent marker? I could smell it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I could it smell was it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I could smell that marker, and I could hear the sound of that marker on the paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, yeah. also, if you notice, he always would take two pieces of paper because that would bleed through. Yeah, yeah, it sure It'll bleed through like eight pieces of paper. Yes, it will. Your useless mm-hmm. markers is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Your mom gets so mad you draw it on stuff, and it's just all over the table because yep. you, you just didn't use multiple pieces of paper. Maybe that's just me. No, <laughs> really no, no, for my mom. Oh, no. definitely yeah, unhappy. Ours is really dark stained wood, so <laughs> we got away with a lot of it. Yeah. What What it's happened? Only had to learn it once. What happened with me? Right. So he does a five point star. I'm like, yes, excellent. And he does the six point star. I'm like, yes, I'm aware. And he goes, let's do one with eight. And so I I go in my head. I know how we're going to do this. And then I'm like, we're going to do two squares and we're going to, we're going to offset them and that's going to be <laughs> yes. great. And then he was like, nope, no. just going to draw it with eight. And I was like, well, okay, Mr. Rogers, have at it then, I guess. And did a lot better than I could have done. Oh, sitting yeah. there that one. Eight? Are like, you kidding me? I, I'm sure he practiced, you know, before oh, taping, sure. but still the fact that he nailed it that he time. He wasn't tracing. No, no, like, no, not at all. He was doing that straight up. And I appreciate that. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he uses that to say, 
hey, let's talk about the stars at night. And then he goes over to picture, 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 picture. There, all right. I don't oh, remember man. a ton of very specific things from Mr. Rogers, but the video of how they make Mr. McFeely comes over and brings a video on how they make crayons. Yes. Dude, that is, yes. That is why I watched for years how it's made. Yeah. I guarantee mm-hmm. like how oh. it's made was made by people that watched uh-huh. the crayon video on picture picture. Mm-hmm. My wife we just had a moment. If, my wife <laughs> asked that? if that was the episode I was going to pick. I was like, if I could have found it easier. that changed my life as a four or Mm five-year-old how to make crayons Mm -hmm. is what has driven me (laughs) to understand how things are made to the i kid you not the entire triggered everything is based off of the crayon video that picture picture episode it warps my neurology (laughs) To become fascinated and a drive to understand how things work. That is the moment my life changed in a, a, in a, in a, in any direction. Mm-hmm. A direction. Because until, until then, I was just a pile of mush getting into things. Core This memory. made me go. Um, yeah, core. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you were yeah. to put me in inside out, core memory was formed. Now I'm like, wait, if that's how that's made, how are other things made? When yeah. we get to yeah, my I'm, show... We have a video on how things are made. And it's oh, very God. good. Oh, nice. Yes. Is it the bread one? I know no. what you're doing. No. I'm, I'm excited, though. So, right. picture, picture. This video is talking about how they take pictures of stars, which was very interesting to be like, as a young kid, you're like, wait, you can take pictures of stars? Yeah. It's, <laughs> And so he talks about this specific astronomer taking pictures of stars with a telescope camera. And here I am at 43, like, that's fascinating. Wow. I want to see more of that. think about how excited we get when NASA, like, tweets out (laughs) photos. Like, still, we're all like, Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Holy crap, space. Yep. Space, (laughs) dinosaurs, universal. Mm -hmm. Give me all of it. Just put it right in our veins. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and Mr. Rogers just narrating through it, you know, there's stars and those big white clumps are a bunch of stars together. And that telescope camera that that uh, took photos on glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So cool. Like that, like that's the 43 year old in me is like, okay, tell me more about that. Tell me more. I want to know more. Mm-hmm. It's like, I okay, kids don't need to know all that. They're, they'll learn it later and I can find it out later too. Fine. <laughs> um, and then we come back and he goes back to the table with the stars. And here's the thing that I found very interesting watching a couple episodes, trying to figure out which one to go with. Um, he starts talking about yesterday we pretended with ground pair and Daniel, the striped tiger, that they were going to make a prize for Don Quixote. He constantly was telling a story in make-believe that went through many episodes. Like that happened all the time. And I do not, did not remember that as much. I didn't Mm-mm. remember. I like, cause I remember make-believe pretty, like pretty clearly. I remember a lot of it. I did not remember the Eiffel tower. And I certainly mm-hmm. did not remember that Daniel Striped Tiger's grandfather was French. Mm-hmm. Did not catch that part. <laughs> Oh, nope. I, what? I was like, what is this? We'll talk about that later. I got some uh, some catching up 
later on in life of that. So, um, but yeah, so he's talking about make believe and, um, and it took me a second until they got it later in there to realize it's donkey Hody, not Don Quixote. As soon as I heard that, that was one of my Mm -hmm. notes was just donkey Hody. I'm like, that is, oh, I love that more, more than I can say. So the one thing we missed from this episode that we didn't get, that I'm just a little sad about, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'll be okay with it, so we don't get trolley. And there was such an us easy to make yeah. mm-hmm. he right. had, mm-hmm. He had the star. He had yeah. it. We could have just sent it. Yeah. 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 No trolley. But instead, they just transitioned with his picture of the star mm-hmm. to the star that. So, Grandpere, Daniel Tiger, and Lady Aberlane forgot about her entirely oh my gosh and then i was like oh no she's the one i remember the most in make-believe for sure so i i forget all the time that she was in dogma Mm -hmm. the opening of dogma and steven you've seen it now so now you know that you'll know this the opening scene of dogma in the airport where matt damon is talking to the nun that is lady aberlane stop holy Mm -hmm. cow (laughs) yeah yeah. I mean, she's known for Mr. Rogers, but she's a well-known actor outside of that, too. Like, um, So, yeah, they're making this star. Um, and they're making it as a prize for Don Quixote for everything, apparently, he's been doing with getting them potatoes and stuff. Um, and they're putting... They've basically got a big cutout star, and they're putting little stick-on stars, which you lick to stick them up. I forgot about moisture adhesive gold mm-hmm. stars. But then I saw them and I was like, yes. Because we used to go to Paperama, the stationery store, which was my favorite store to go to when I was a <laughs> child because yeah. Um, and I do remember accidentally buying the moisture adhesive stars instead, instead of st- self-stick and that being like a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no yeah um, I, I remember that happening but dad got me a little sponge and then everything was fine yeah it's like a disaster you realize how do you even work these things these are not sticking like de- decals on mo- model cars and stuff yes. i remember i got my first oh, decal yeah. set and i'm like how do you do these aren't stick what am i doing how does this work also, I, I have to say, Amy's favorite store being the stationery store as a child is her version of Stephen watching Taxi. <laughs> yep. I had I had a box. My mom, because I played a lot of pretend, right? Like, that was a big thing for me. I played a lot of pretend. And I had an office box. And I, my, my mother tells the story. Like, this definitely cost her, like, $100 in, you know, 1987. Um, and it was just full of, like... You know, like the 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 guest check, like for a waitress with the carbon paper and like Mm -hmm. Uh check registers and like all kinds of stuff so that I could play office. Oh, that's adorable. (laughs) This is this is telling like I think I'm seeing that this has always been in your DNA. Yeah. This Mm -hmm. creative. You went. I mean, the paper store was your favorite place. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just. It's, oh, yeah. it's funny. We don't really change, do we? No. We just get more money and responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> <Pretty> much. <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> yeah. So Lady Aberlane hears the king, who is her uncle, calling her. 
for some reason. So she goes over there. She takes a little star with her. Um, it's funny because she's talking to Daniel about it, and it's like she'll he'll probably call it something different, like a diminutive stellar orb. Mm-hmm. Which she goes over there, and he does, and then he does a version of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in his super sophisticated talk. <laughs> Dude, and this immediately made me think of that meme of the 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 classical guy doing the raps. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, you know, like yes. women with adequate posterior make the Earth yeah. take the proper there's, position in space. There, so, like, yeah. and you're like. There's a lady on TikTok I follow that does this for everything. Like, they ask her to translate this or that, and she just does it in yeah. that same way. And it was beautiful. As Mr. Rogers was the OG, mm-hmm. you know? Imagine that. Like, <laughs> right. why are, we, we keep saying it, and we're surprised? Okay. Yeah. yeah. We could say, like, The Simpsons did it, but probably Mr. Rogers did it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and cleaner. Yeah, and cleaner. So Lady Aberlane comes back. Daniel has fallen asleep. And um, one thing that is talked about after the fact is the fact that Daniel has never slept away from home, his clock tower. Uh So this was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So they almost, so they finish, Grandpere and Lady Aberlane work on finishing up the star. Grandpere puts a blanket on Daniel and just lets him sleep. Next morning, we hear Trolley. We at least hear Trolley. Yeah. And uh, it wakes up Daniel, and Daniel's like, what's going on? Where am I? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I've been there before, Daniel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that That took me back to when you fall asleep in the car. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you wake up when you get there, and you're like, what is reality is not where it was. <laughs> <laughs> this is or not where I started. you your cousin's but... house, yeah. and you like wake up, you're like, where? It takes you like five minutes to figure mm-hmm. out what's yeah. going on yeah the, it, the it, worst when that happens it happened to me once um is i fell asleep in the car and i i was probably 16 maybe 17 almost but uh i got picked up from work i worked at a sub shop uh my mom picks me up i fell asleep in the car i woke up when we got home but it had been like two hours <laughs> <laughs> my mom stopped at the store and like did some shopping <laughs> and just let me sleep and so i'm like oh okay we're home wait why is the sun going down what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's good so daniel wakes up and then figures out oh hey i'm at the eiffel tower compare and lady elaine come back and tell him what happened and he is super proud of himself for sleeping away from home. As a big homebody, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do also feel like I deserve a gold star every time I sleep away from home. Yep. Well, and yeah. I, again, this is something talking to kids, not necessarily talking directly to them, but, you know, talking to kids about sleeping away from home. Because as a kid, you okay. look at Daniel, you go, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Daniel did it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can do it. Um, and so he sees they finished the star. I think they gave him one more diminutive stellar orb to place. Um, and then they go over to visit Don Quixote and Harriet Elizabeth Cow to give Don Harriet Elizabeth Cow. 
came from way back in my mm-hmm. brain. It was like, yeah. bam! Oh, yeah, Harriet Elizabeth Cow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That happened. <laughs> um, and they're going to give Donkey his star prize, um, but they also witness their mach- uh, Don Quixote's machine, the washer, dryer, sorter, dumper. Yeah. That takes the vegetables. Hmm? Yeah. I need that for my clothes. Yeah. Like, if my laundry could just go into a washer, dryer, sorter, mm-hmm. dumper. Yes, that'd please. That'd be great. I just want dryers to start being able to eject the clothes and then, like, the washing <laughs> machine just, like, dump the washed clothes into, into the, the Like, if they could come as a unit. Yeah. You know, I don't even care if it's, like, Pee Wee Herman level Rube Goldberg <laughs> stuff. Just yeah. make it happen. Yeah. See, I was thinking more Doc Brown. Yeah, yeah that too. That That's yeah. fine. There's a whole lot of Rube Goldberg. You could Ernest P. Whirl. You yeah. know, yeah. he mm-hmm. had some of that going on. Just, you know, make it happen. In industry, get on that. Yep. <laughs> it's 2023 already. <laughs> we should have a washing machine that automatically transfers. That we can do. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so we've given Don Quixote his prize. Uh, he wants to share it with everybody and just give a kiss to the whole wide world, which he does. <laughs> and then we come back to Mr. Rogers and like Amy said earlier he says let's go to Chef Brockett's bakery we will clean up later and I made a note of that because I was like okay are we going to actually clean up later clean up later mm-hmm. spoiler alert we will we did <laughs> it's yep. easy when you just put things into the drawer though right if I had a drawer I feel mm-hmm. like I would be better about cleaning. You had a drawer, just yeah, any just drawer, one. anywhere. But we but, go. To, before you we see get to my the... nightstand drawer, I promise it gets bad. <laughs> it's real bad. Before <laughs> we go to the bakery, though, I had forgotten about Daniel Tiger's little gold watch. Yes. Oh yeah. It was so adorable. Mm-hmm. I just I had yeah. to, I had to mention that I was because yeah. it was again it was one of my uh, one of my notes was just just the little gold watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cute. Yep, and for those of you who forgot, Mr. Rogers is doing most of those puppets, yeah. which is why yeah. you don't see him. It was him and at and least voices. one or two other yeah. people helping him out, because he doesn't have four arms, so he's not doing everything. Yeah. So we go to the bakery, and uh, this is when I was like, oh yeah, we actually go through the neighborhood again, and we get the camera pan around the neighborhood and around yeah. the corner to the actual bakery. Um. And we walk in, talk to Chef Brockett, and we go up to visit with Mrs. McFeely and Chrissy, who's sitting there having a little treat. That conversation was every conversation I've ever had with a child. Yes. Like, like you feel like, because at one point, she says something about her mom. I forget what it was. But, like, the whole time you're expecting her to, like, drop the secrets you know how, like, once mm-hmm. you have children, you have no secrets anymore because they will tell yeah. people everything. Mm-hmm. I kept yeah, waiting yeah. for, like, <laughs> like, the deep, dark secrets to come out. Mm-hmm. And not just talking with Chrissy, I think the whole bakery, coming into the bakery, who he's saying hi to, is, again, one of these things where we are not shouting to the world, but we are simply telling the world, this is who's who in our neighborhood Yep. Because we talked to Neil to ask if we can borrow his chair and Asian guy sitting at the table. Yeah. We talked to Jose mm-hmm. who's uh dispensing drinks. He's obviously Hispanic. 
the fact that we have an Asian and Hispanic guy and we're just casually talking about him, like, I think we underestimate how big a deal this means in the early yeah. 70s. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Because Mr. Rogers was that guy that everybody was imp- important. Everybody was special. Nobody yeah. was not special. And I think it's it's cool to see this and kind of be reminded that, like, this was a statement he was making on his show mm-hmm. and just making it like, again, not drawing attention, just simply having it. Um, and then we talked to Chrissy. It's funny because the the description for yeah. this episode specifically <laughs> yeah. says that Chrissy has spina bifida. They never talk about it at all. They never no. mention mm-hmm. it. It's just after the conversation's done, they start fixing her leg braces. Yeah. Um. You know, and she talks about her braces and needing them and whatever. But that's about it. She's still going on and on as a little kid does who cannot shut up once you get Talk them talking. Talk about tomato soup. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're going to eat She's gonna gonna get extra tomatoes um, that we're just going to eat. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, <laughs> real it. good tomatoes, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what I miss about my grandmas. My grandma grew the best tomatoes and we mm-hmm. put a little, just like a little bit of mayo on them. Oh yeah, you and my brother-in-law would get along. His tomato <laughs> sandwiches every summer—they're like an inch thick and just yeah. mayonnaise and tomato. Yeah, it's too much, but it was just that. No bread, just tomatoes. Yeah. A little bit, just of yeah. Mm-hmm. A little pepper. And I, I, and the thing about this this conversation with this little girl is, it's to show like Daniel's proud he slept over, you know, right? And she's proud of her being able to fasten her braces quick. Mm-hmm. She's talking about how much faster she was getting. And it's it's cool to watch Mr. Rogers interact with her because he's talking to her like a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he sees her. You know, like it's it's not like you just kind of disregard a kid and you talk to the adult there. He says he says, like, What are you women up to today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I thought was really cute. Yeah. It's very endearing. Yeah. <laughs> it was just and cool. She just goes I love when she was talking about going back to school. Yep. Mm-hmm. And needing a tutor right now. You know, and tutor means teach. It's like, yep. mm-hmm. thank you, Chrissy, for letting me know. Thank I'm you. glad, glad you let us that. know. Because that's um, not a word that maybe you would know. Yeah. Right. So, and then she walks out on her crutches with her leg braces, and it's just like, okay, she's gone. And she scoots mm-hmm. right out Again. of there, too. She's getting yeah, close to those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of the things that that I really noticed rewatching this. And I, I mean, I knew it already, but square one TV last week did sort of the same thing where Fred Rogers never talked down to kids and he never talked past the kids. He always engaged yep. with them yeah. and he engaged with the show engaged with kids. And that was the thing with square one was the kind of the same thing where it treats them like people instead of mm-hmm. little weirdos that, you know, kids are, they are little weirdos. <laughs> we are. know mm-hmm. this, but but to treat him the way that he did, there was, um, like, even just the the stars when he's drawing those out, it's a, it's a geometry lesson. But it's framed yeah. as just we're going to draw. And so for kids, that draws in their attention. They're going to pay attention to that because, you know, we're being tricked into learning something, basically, mm-hmm. in yeah. a way. But not in a sinister way. It's just... It's just like knowing the psychology of children, and I think that that's mm-hmm. that goes a long way. And that was it was really cool to see that interaction with Chrissy at that table. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. 
It's it's it, you're you're looking at two schools of thought of children's television. There's the distract the kids, babysit them, and then yeah. there's the treat them like humans that you can engage with. Like there's very few shows that today that I've been real excited about for like Sam to watch, and uh, one of them is called Tumble Leaf on Amazon Prime. And mm-hmm. I remember when he was getting to where we were comfortable him watching TV. That show respected a kid's intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like few others that I'd seen, like it was about let's figure stuff out together and we're friends, and it wasn't like just do 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 watch the thing run around in a circle and fall over. Ah, oh, it's funny. It was like here's an intelligent little animal working through a problem with his friends and solving the puzzle, I and mean, uh, it was just are, a joy. Kids are so smart. Like my my little yeah. niece is a little over a year and a half old, and she helps my sister cook. Mm-hmm. And she knows how to spread the olive oil. She wants to taste all the spices, even the ones that are not very good. Like onion powder, she's like, yeah, let me taste it. Okay, all right, registered, thank you. And like, <laughs> like she's a good little chef. And like she knows all about trees and plants. And she's like 18 months old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're so much more capable than, yeah. than we give them credit. And but I it think... takes time and it takes effort mm-hmm. and it takes yeah. being quiet for a little bit and just sitting with someone. And, and that's what Mr. Rogers excelled at. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned it earlier, but his empathy, too. He can fe- mm-hmm. he, like he can empathize with the children and feel what they're feeling. And that goes a long way. And mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing about the things that Mr. Rogers teaches. Like, sure, we learned a little bit of geometry and sure, sometimes we learn about colors or we learn mm-hmm. things like that. But that was not the focus, Mm-mm. really. Yeah. Like, that was all extra. We were learning how life works, right? Like, Mr. Mm-hmm. McFeely shows up, and now we know how packages are delivered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, no, that's how mail works, right? You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, this is how I go to a bakery, and I have a beverage in a very reasonably sized glass. And this is how I include a Hispanic member of my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I say gracias to him. Yeah. Yep. You know, because we so often think inclusiveness means inviting people who are different culture to your barbecue. But really, it's about learning about them and engaging in their culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Mr. Rogers did that. He Mm -hmm. went out of his way to make time to understand other people. It teaches you an an enormous amount about how Mm -hmm. to interact with the world around you. Getting someone's name. Mm-hmm. Oh my word! I've tried to start practicing this when I meet like a stranger who I can have a sec- second with. I go, "What's your name?" Immediately, brain. They're just like, "Oh, you know, like holy cow!" Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. meeting someone who sees me as a person, uh, and I remember them because it's like, "Wow, they really, really just asking who they were really changed their day." <laughs> you know, okay. And then it's funny because he brings the conversation back to talking about stars and talking about people mm-hmm. as stars. And how people right I needed that and today. Got deep. I did too. I have had a day. I, I was like, thank you, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, like, he looked me straight in the <laughs> eye and told me that I mattered. And I yeah. was like, thank you. Oh, man, <laughs> I needed okay. that. I promised I wouldn't cry on the internet, but like, I needed to hear that today. Yeah. <laughs> he dropped the mic and then dropped a quarter in uh, Jose's hand for the, uh, the juice. juice. I did want pineapple juice after that. I was like, so oh, pineapple I. juice mm-hmm. is good. <laughs> yeah. And it comes in a can. Why? Why do we still yeah. put pineapple juice in a giant can? That's how it comes. Why? That's the only fruit that eats you back. That is you know? true. Yeah. Well, at that point, I think everything was still in a can no matter what. So That's true. Yeah. Potato chips in um, a can. Then we head back to uh, Mr. Rogers' place. Um, 
and he cuts out one of the stars. And I found it interesting that he just let it go. Like we didn't do a cut or anything. We see him cutting the entire time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. But Fred, you got to cut into angles. my (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's way easier. (laughs) Just cut into the angles. It took me a long time to learn that. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if he had done it, I would have gone on a little (laughs) earlier. And so he cuts it out and then he's like, close your eyes. Let's feel the points. That's knowing by feeling. And then he drops one more knowledge bomb. It's like lots of ways of knowing in this world. And I was just like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Yes, there are a lot of ways of knowing in this world. A lesson we still need to this mm-hmm. freaking day. Good mm-hmm. Lord. And then he does actually clean up the paper and marker. Yeah. Yep. Puts them away. Um, goes and tells you how special you are. Puts his normal shoes back on, hangs up his sweater, puts on his jacket, um, sings one more song, and says, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. And that's an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It is. I do have a question. Did he put his other shoes on? Because I was watching, and I don't remember him putting them on. I think he just walked out in his socks. No, I think they're (laughs) slip-ons. It's not a big deal like putting the sneakers on where you've Mm -hmm. got to tie them. Mm-hmm. I think they're just slip-on loafers. Yeah. Fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that was our episode. Now, we've talked about him, this show having one heck of a legacy. Again, talking to kids about their feelings, about their anger. He talked to them about being sick and how some people in this world just don't like other people who are different. Um, here's a couple of facts about in 1997, Mr. Rogers neighborhood broke the record previously held by Captain Kangaroo as the longest running children's television series. And it held that title until 2003 when, you know, Sesame Street surpassed Sesame it. Street, but, yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, Sesame Street is a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. But uh, the final episode aired in 2001. It ran regularly on most PBS, PBS stations, regularly daily, until 2007. Um, and it started getting removed from daily syndication in August 2008. To this day, though, there are many PBS stations that still show it weekly on a Saturday or Sunday. So it is still aired regularly all over the place. And Daniel um, Tiger's still around. Well, yeah, Daniel Tiger's kind of I was going to say. Picked up. Part of that legacy is the show of uh, Daniel Tiger. So, Mr. Rogers died. Fred Rogers died in 2003. Um, in 2006, three years after that, um, Blue's Clues ended its production. I Let me tell you, my high school friends and I loved blues clues in the way that only elder millennials can yep. and i i still have my handy dandy notebook oh man i mm, i love that show so the creator of blues clues is a woman by the name of angela santamero she created blues clues super y and a couple others for pbs once blues clues ended the fred rogers company contacted her to see what type of show she'd create to promote Roger's legacy. In 2012, 
that show, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, premiered. Daniel Tiger, if you don't know, is set entirely in the neighborhood of make-believe. And it focuses on Daniel Tiger, who is the son of Daniel the Striped Tiger from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Like, Daniel has a bunch of friends his age, and all their parents are also much of the other puppet characters from the land of make-believe. Um, and it's still teaching great lessons. Um, I will say Daniel Tiger's whole episode and book on going potty was a big winner in our house when it came to <laughs> potty training. Um, and it's still going today. I talked about this, I, I think off show a couple weeks ago, that there's a guy who, uh, Greg Miller, who runs kind of funny video game thing. Mm-hmm. He, when he he tweeted about making the connection between Daniel Tiger and Mr. Rogers, Rogers' neighborhood, and it blew his mind. I was like, "Yup, yeah, <laughs> welcome to the party, pal." Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's funny because Daniel Tiger uses a lot of the same things when he comes in to the neighborhood. Um, he rides on trolley. Trolley takes everybody everywhere. Uh, he comes Public into his house transit. and he puts on a little sweater. Yeah. What was that, Amy? Public transit. Uh huh. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yup. Puts on his little sweater, just like Mr. Rogers. Sings his little song. Um, but yeah, so that's, and that's still going today. Uh, I think they just got renewed for another season, so we'll be seeing more. There's one other one that is actually just happening in the last year, spinoff of Don Quixote. Ah, oh, cool. Um, it is pr- pretty far from the source material. Other than just the names, um, it's from, it's in a, I forget the exact place it is, but it's not in make-believe. It's like just north of make-believe in a totally different town. And so there's all other different characters entirely. Um, but there's, you know, still doing it, still producing it, still using it. Um, so yeah, Mr. Rogers legacy lives on in public broadcasting, um, and again, you know, his shows are still being run. Uh, you can find plenty of them on YouTube. There was some on Amazon, all kinds of stuff. Like I said, there's been plenty of documentaries and movies reminding us who he was and what he's done. So, yeah, that's that's Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Well, how much nostalgia and good feeling can you pack into 29 minutes? Uh, yeah. Because there was a ton of it in the yeah. this entire episode. Just that mm-hmm. warm feeling the whole time. And that kind, that kindness that Fred Rogers had, the empathy and kindness he had towards everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we just you know, I don't mean to turn this into societal commentary or anything, but like for for a good fifteen years post Mister Rogers' passing, like we didn't have like a central figure, or maybe we didn't respect it enough. We put, he went through a very snarky phase mm. um, in culture and television, mm-hmm. and like wise guy snarkiness big guy wins and i feel like here recently like especially with the you know you had your your mr rogers movies came out Mm -hmm. kind of put some more focus back on like oh wow you know because there was a a subset of society that's like mr rogers just tells everyone they're special and now everybody thinks they're god's gift to humanity which was not his message right um necessarily but like then then you had shows like um like ted lasso's come out it's been a big deal because mm-hmm. it's got a set of people with heart and trying to make their way through the world and that's been a really big hit and then 
you got like the New Amsterdam Hospital show. My wife and I were watching about people trying to figure out how to help other people, and it was less about drama and getting at each other. Not so much house, more like let's try to solve problems together. And I feel like there's a there's a thirst for this more positive angle of people trying to do good amidst difficult circumstances yeah. versus like mm-hmm. people trying to beat out each other for sure. things. Like we're we're now craving more of a us against the world instead of us against each other kind of media. And I wonder if if like if we if if the Mr. Rogers resurgence helped move some of that along. Yeah, maybe people do actually like positivity. Mm-hmm. There was a wonderful little comic that came out a couple of years ago of Mr. Rogers interacting with Thor. That was yeah. absolutely yeah. delightful. And again, teaching the same way he did. Asking Thor, can I pick up your hammer? And Thor's like, some people can't. They consider it immovable. It's like, huh, feels all right to me. Mm-hmm. And just talking about carry basically he was talking to thor about what we carry and how some Mm -hmm. things are heavier for other people and that's okay because they can carry other stuff yeah i love that so so much yeah mr rogers is just an absolute hero Mm -hmm. of mine Mm -hmm. and it was like you're to amy you're talking about earlier the whole like i would punch a person for saying mr rogers was weak because like it's legit because there is people out there that would look at mr rogers and go weak but what I mean, what kind of strength is it to be able to deny yourself the anger, frustration, and hate that's so much easier to do yeah. when you don't understand a thing? Yeah. And Mr. Rogers had the had the wherewithal and the ability to deny himself that in favor of, I'd rather understand that person yeah. than, uh, than harbor this ill will. Uh, the other, this. One of the other things that he did was um, he had the, the Wicked Witch from the Wizard yes. of Oz come on. And he did a clown one too where it's like these things that like kids can find scary and he's like, no, look, it's just a person. Like we're just gonna, yeah. we're gonna do this and we're gonna see it's still me and I'm just dressed up like a clown or look, it's still her. We talked to mm-hmm. her. Yep, she's got a scary voice but it's okay. She's just in a fancy mm-hmm. outfit. Look at this dress. Yeah, just, and he took the time to do all that. Yeah. There's she's just, got a you could go out on the internet You'll find numerous stories of Mr. Rogers and people who interacted with him yes. where he just felt like, what is it going to cost me 10 minutes to just and to sit with a person yeah. and talk to them about, uh, about what they got going on? I was going to say, if, if there's anything that he has a legacy for is what you said, he took the time. Yeah. yeah That's, that was the, it. It's the difference between being a nice person and being a kind person. Fred Rogers yeah. was a mm-hmm. kind person because he would give of himself unquestioningly. Like he would mm-hmm. take that time because he knew that it was going to enlighten and enrich and enhance this other person's life for a few minutes. And it cost him nothing but a few minutes of his time. And he was yeah. more than willing to, to give that at any point. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what made him special. It's a different kind of strength that he had. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, we could be here for days because I, uh, I could talk about this man <laughs> until the cows come home. Um, I didn't check the email. Did we get any response for this one at all? Any feedback at those were the days show at gmail.com? I didn't see any. <laughs> However, those days uh, show on check. Twitter. Um, so, yeah, let us, you know, on anything, but, you know, especially, you know, 
if if something hits you with Mr. Rogers, let us know. Again, those were the day show at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, those day show. Um, or come hang out in the Legion of Dorks Discord channel. Mm-hmm. We're always primed to talk to you about Mr. Rogers or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Um, again, we, we're here. If you want to come hang out for the live recording, like some of our awesome guests tonight. Uh, we record Monday nights a little after 9 p.m. over at twitch.tv slash TV. Feel free to come hang out with us there. Uh, hang out in the chat. Let us know. Um, lots of people sharing good stories about PBS and Mr. Rogers in the chat oh, yeah. and all the ways yeah. to touch them. So, like, really appreciate you guys. Skeezix and Grim the Barbarian talking about how the ways PBS and Mr. Rogers touched you. But for now... We've got a couple of breaks coming up. Um, the mm-hmm. first being next week. Um, so I think Steven talked about putting a rerun in the feed or something. Yeah. But after we come back, so. Steven will be bringing us another educational show. And that show oh, is... Oh, yeah. Buckle your seatbelts, because we're getting on the magic school bus, baby. Oh, boy. Uh, I am, it took me a while to figure out what I was going to do, and then I was like, oh, snap. Is that old enough? That's old enough, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so Dang we're going to be watching. Miss Frizzle's going to take us on a field trip. That's what I'm saying. We're going on the magic school bus for episode 10, The Magic School Bus Plays Ball. Uh, this particular episode pops into my mind all the time. Uh, <laughs> and I'm super, super duper excited to watch it with you guys. So this will be, this will be great. So it's on Netflix, uh, which I, I was about to say Netflix for free. Netflix <laughs> is not free, but everybody has it for the most part. So, uh, yeah. you know, go mm-hmm. watch The Magic School Bus. Uh, episode 10. I don't think the old series is broken into seasons. They just had like 13 episodes and this was one of them. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be watching that. Very cool. All right. Well, Mr. Rogers loved to open and close the shows with a song, so why not us too? Because it's <laughs> such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling. You're growing inside, and when you wake up ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. It's such a good feeling. A very good feeling, the feeling you know that I'll be back when the day is new, and I'll have more classic TV for you, <laughs> and you'll have things you'll want to talk about. I will too, because it's you we like. See you in a couple of weeks, everybody. <laughs>